And uh, so I'm speaking with Vance Patrick. I, I'm getting a tour of the Belle Isle Aquarium, which um, his greeters here told me that it was closed from 2005 it, to 2015. That's correct. 2005 so, to 2012. To 2012. Okay. We uh, actually we opened uh, September 15, 2012, back to the public. Mayor being handed us the keys. And the Belle Isle Conservancy said we'll do everything we can to keep it free. So here we are on our sixth year of free and open to the public Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. Cool. So what kind of, first of all, I walk in, and the first sign I see, which is a surprise, says, Welcome to America's Oldest Aquarium, open August 18, 1904. That's correct. In fact, we're actually the oldest aquarium in North America, so let's take a little more territory. <laughs> and and um, how did you get involved? I heard about the closing back in January of 05, and um, I just got off the couch and said, I'm going to go down there, and that's not going to happen. So I got involved with the uh, an organization, a grassroots organization, Friends of Belle Isle Aquarium is what we called ourselves. Okay. We were a 501c3 nonprofit. Separate from Friends of Belle Isle? And, correct. Okay. Correct. And our mission was to save the Belle Isle Aquarium. Well, it closed um, August, or excuse me, it closed April third, two thousand five. So, once it closed, the group continued to work with the city. We maintained the koi that were outside in the pond. Okay. We would move them from the basement to outside, and then from outside to the basement for the winter. But continuing to meet with uh, city council and uh, the city officials, eventually convincing uh, Mayor Bing and uh, officially. Uh, 2012 to let us open the public, open back up to the public. So here we are today. Well, you had to kind of, you know, get the inertia going again. So when you first opened, were people, you know, were they coming by? What kind of, you know? Well, Emily, that's really good. That's really good because we, when it when it was closed between April 3rd, 2005, and the official reopen uh, of September of 2012. We did open occasionally for events, special events like Shiver on the River, which is an event okay, held yeah, for Saturday. I thought I had right. Seen we that opened it was to the public okay. uh, one year. We had one tank of fish, and the only tank of fish were just the Japanese koi that are in the pond outside. So it was just a tank full of carp or goldfish, and we had five thousand people come through. Now the reason why they came through is because it only been closed for maybe three years at that, three or four years at that time, but people have such a love and historical attraction to this building everybody's grandparents came here that wow. live in the city their great grandparents have come here and then while we were closed that uh so you know uh, uh april 3rd 2005 to september of 2012 we lost an entire generation of kids sure that did not get to experience this growing up so i'm just glad that we have changed the history of the city by bringing this back to the public. And you're getting some good numbers coming through now. Exactly. That's what I understand. Exactly, exactly. We're very excited. Okay. Well, I'm delighted to take a, a look. I guess when you had Shimmer on the, the river, because that's such a, a keynote event in the city of Detroit, was it designed to attract attention and get more interest in getting the aquarium back open i mean did it we we were we uh joined on a couple years after that event started and um uh, once we got involved it it did help push that event that event is thrown by the friends of the detroit river and it's all about just um it's kind of a cabin fever thing so uh 
you know, in February when everybody wants to get out and do something. Uh, we have an ice rescue that the Coast Guard performs. Uh, sometimes a Coast Guard will do a flyover with one of their uh, Great Lakes okay. choppers. Um, the DNR was always there, Ducks Unlimited. Uh, so a lot of organizations, nonprofits that are promoting everything that's on the island and or the river. Uh-huh. So that's what the event was primarily okay. focused on. Right. And so we approached, we approached the aquarium. And let's say you didn't speak English back in 1904. So this was designed so anybody, because the city was filled with immigrants back in 1904, anybody could come to this building and realize, I think this is an aquarium. We've got Neptune in the middle, we've got spitting fish on the top, and then we've got this cascading seaweed or waterfalls on the side. So even if you couldn't see or couldn't speak the word aquarium, you could walk up to this and go, I bet this is an aquarium. Yeah. So on yeah. the very top is this crest with the seal of Detroit. And you can see the woman on the left, she's kind of in peril looking down at the city burning. And then on the right, it's there's a woman standing tall. And uh, the Latin term of our city crest here is we will rise from the ashes. Once again, we hope for better things. So Detroit is always in a comeback mode and we always come back and how much work did you have to do on the the facade and the, the, the front ha- here that well we have had uh grunwell crescero is a general contractor that's done a lot of work on the building for us uh there was a major window restoration and tuck pointing project that took place quite a few about four or five years ago and then they also did a little bit of repair on the front facade here where we i was on the roof one day and noticed that there was some deep deep uh, cracks allowing water to get in there and continue to erode the front facade and it was in danger of falling down so again the Belle Isle Conservancy stepped up and funded the uh, facade stabilization project that took place oh, again about four years four and during years all ago. those years that it was closed how was the building maintained and everything the building was heated because the the building the conservatory and the aquarium share the same boiler system so it was always heated but the Friends of Belle Isle Aquarium, which I was the president of, we had access to the building. So whenever a steam pipe would burst over here, I'd call the city because the conservatory, if a steam pipe burst here, that meant that they were losing okay. heat over there. They didn't know where the heat loss was coming from. So we were constantly monitoring the building and keep an eye on the building. And, you know, the thing is, Emily, you know, we're on an island here. And people are like, oh, crime, crime. They're not, there's no crime because see all those houses over there? They're made of glass. Very, very rarely is there ever damage over there. So people, even bad people, I guess, respect uh, the beautiful things that we yeah. have here on Belle Isle. Yeah. Well, there's such a good spirit that's going on on Belle Isle these days. Oh, it's unbelievable, it's unbelievable. where we are today. Yeah. It's, you know, when the DNR came on, the, the whole objective is clean and safe, clean and safe, clean and safe. We've got the Conservancy's got brand new uh, sidewalks in front of the Conservatory and Aquarium with the, working with the DNR. Um, flowers planted, trees planted, grass cut. I mean, you can't ask for a nicer place. So would that be Scott Pratt that you work with? Pardon with me? the DNR? Scott? Scott Pratt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, J- J- uh, Scott and then uh, Jake uh, Brown. Okay. And, um, and then, obviously, Ron Olson all the way right. to the top. So. Yeah, cool. Well, a lot of great guys over it there. It just feels great even just driving over here. The, you just... Uh, People putting their tents up and getting they ready are. for the day. It's going to be a busy day over here. I think it's going to be a little hot today, though. Yeah, but everything <laughs> about it. You know, this was my playground because I lived in West Village, yep. and this is where we came every day and yes. had, a, yes. had a great time. But it never was in the aquarium. Whoa! Well, let's get yeah, you in there. Okay. So anyway, the, the Conservancy has done a lot of uh, 
uh, improvements. We just put this mosaic uh, glass front. I mean, this uh, the mural on the front. I was a little I was a little scared at first, only because of my obsession with the aquarium. But once we put this up, I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. Yes. So it looks really good. Oh, the entrance feels very nice. It does. Yeah. It does. So Pure Detroit is in here. This is our gift shop. Okay. Pure Detroit sells everything in uh -huh. here, and then they give a percentage of their sales back to the aquarium. This is Pure Detroit's busiest store. No kidding. When you get, the, they don't get five, eight thousand people in the in the in the Fisher building. Fisher building, yeah. Uh, yeah, where they they do get them here, eight thousand yeah. people every weekend. So very neat. Go ahead. Uh, right when you walk in the aquarium, Emily, there's a really nice little display case, and um, sometimes people walk past it, but. Uh, what's in here is the Belle Isle Aquarium's history. If you look at the uh, large blown up postcards, what those are, are the renderings of what this place used to look like when it opened up in 1904. We've got uh, another picture here of uh, live fish for the Belle Isle Aquarium. It kind of looks like the Purple Gang running the aquarium back in the day. <laughs> yeah, really. But these are some souvenirs that were purchased here and people were had such a passion for the aquarium, even back in 1904, 20s, 40s, that they felt compelled to buy a souvenir and take it with them. So a lot of the things in here are mine, and my theory is is that I just, I, I, I want them, but it's not like for me to have them, it's for me to have them and bring them back here so people can understand the attachment that this has to you, so many people. You had been collecting these yourself, or did people no, call you up is, and say, I've got no, something? No, I, uh, I am all over eBay, and I, I okay. work every day and try to find postcards or pictures, and I've got, it's very rare that something comes up that, that we don't have here, but it's really exciting when something does, and don't ever bid on it, because I will win. <laughs> and how about, like, this really, these classic pictures here? Did the Detroit Historical Museum, by chance, have no, these are these are, a, these are postcards that we blew up. That's a photograph okay. that we got from uh, one of our volunteers. Um, the, the tile, the Belle Isle Aquarium the tile. Uh, it is Puabic, but Jennifer Boardman and I designed that tile, and so the Puabic was always on us to design a tile, so oh. we designed that tile, and it's the facade of the aquarium. So it's, just take a look at these things yeah. when you come on down. These two things right here real quick. I know you're yeah. wondering, what's the broken glass for? The green glass is to show you the green glass tile. That's what's on here. And then the other two pieces of glass are um, the old glass from the skylights that we renovated not too long ago. Cool. Everything's got a story. It does. You Everything just have does to have tell a story. It. Exactly. exactly. Share it with people. Four. In, 1904, which is when it opened. In 1904, when it opened, the green glass tile that you see used to go all the way to the floor. And there was also a terrazzo floor in the aquarium. So the only terrazzo floor left is what's right here at the women's restroom. All the other terrazzo floor has been covered over by this green tile during the 1954-55 renovation. This black tile that you see here as well is part of the 1954-55 renovation. So in 1954, think about the aquarium. It was... 50 years old or 60 years old yeah. it was it was time for a little help a lot of the tanks were rusty in the back it, it needed to be updated well unfortunately the the degree of updating meant literally sawing through the aquarium and then all that green glass tile has gone in the landfills back in 1954-55 so the green glass tile is not poabic it is not poabic a lot of people think it is but think about it Poabic opened up in 1903. The Belle Isle Aquarium in 1904. There's no way Mary could have, uh, Mary Chase could have done a job this big. Yeah. But anyway, it's glass tile. Even though it's even in some books that it says it's Poabic, it's glass tile. Um, 
but again, we've had uh, we've had the glass tile restored. One of our volunteers, Chris Meister, washed the ceiling from front to back all by himself. And if you look up at the begin at the entrance here, there's six tiles. That's how dark the tiles, oh, the glass wow. was before Chris washed it. So when he was getting near the front, and I you go, wouldn't even think that's oh, dirty until you see the comparison. Exactly. That's wow. why I said leave a couple of tiles up there. And the funny thing was, Emily's he he's getting near the end here, and I I just felt so bad. I go here, let me give you a hand. He's like, no, I'm going to own this. <laughs> so, well, it's so Chris he obviously took front. ownership of he the did. And quality this is, work. This is his. Uh, he did such a great job. Yeah. So anyway, let's move okay. on. Just talking about the volunteers, and um, how many volunteers do you have? Is, if I... the, well, the Belmont Conservancy has uh, probably hundreds of volunteers, but uh, the cons- that, that are more or less dedicated to the aquarium, I'd say there's probably about 50 that are really hardcore volunteers. And then we do get people that come out and help out for special projects and things like that. And if and, somebody wants to be a, a volunteer specifically at the aquarium, would they... How would they? You can go online to the Belle Isle Conservancy's uh, website or on our Facebook page, and then Genevieve Nowak is our volunteer okay. coordinator. She uh, she will definitely get you involved. We do have a ex- uh, training program that you got to go through. Back in the old days, um, when I was starving for volunteers, I would just feel somebody's wrist and say, "You're qualified." Nowadays, it's not that easy. There's, yeah. But we want people to be educated and Absolutely. know what's going on sure. here. We want you to to be able to say tell the history, and we want you to know a little bit about the fish that are in the aquarium. Yeah, I asked Ken, I said, are you interested in, you know, marine? And he said yes, yes. you know, so. Well, it, it enhances the visitor's experience yeah. if the, if the uh, greeters have uh, a little bit of history and whatnot. So it's uh, Vance Patrick we're talking with at the Belle Isle Aquarium, which just reopened after being closed in 2002 to 2015? April 3rd, 2005 oh, to September 15th, 2012. And uh, getting some very good traffic coming through the place so it shows how much it's in the heart of people it is it i is. mean the numbers are pretty astounding it's quite amazing between um again between uh two thousand it's probably about two to five thousand people every friday saturday and sunday so some weekends we could push up to fifteen thousand people through here yeah, it's pretty cool because again back in 05 when it closed uh the attendance was 10 or six or sometimes zero people came through. Yeah. I've got the logbook and I can show you that this. And the incredible. demographics, you know, there's a lot of people who have maybe never been to Belle Isle and never even been to Detroit. Maybe. Emily, you and know what's funny? How many people have come through the front door? It's fun to work at the front, the front counter as a greeter. And uh, Paul Blotsky is one of our volunteers that works up front and he's constantly asking people, what? hey, you've been down to the aquarium before? And they're like, you know when the last time I've been here, I was this big. And that's a 60-year-old guy telling him he was knee-high yeah. to a grasshopper. So it's really cool to see the amount of people coming back down to Belle Isle and um, and just enjoying what what the city yeah. has to offer for well, us. Well, I'm just watching as people are walking in now and you can exactly. see the diversity we've got, of... We've got some days where there's a line out the door to get in at 10 o'clock. That's fantastic. At 10 o'clock, it is. So this is uh, this tank's under undergoing renovation right now, and this is a really unique opportunity for us to tear these fronts off and see construction of this tank, um, because uh, you know obviously no, none of us alive have torn these apart. Again, 1954-55 is when these were put in. So when we tore this apart, some of the green glass tile from the ceiling. Yeah. When we did this first tank, when we started this first tank renovation, we took the uh, metal facade off the front of it and uh, to expose uh, the, the cement structure that needed some extensive renovation. Um, 
when we pulled this down, it's funny because a bunch of broken green glass from the 54-55 renovation came crashing down on us. So, so. this is the seahorses. Well, this this one is going to be. Um, I'm not. I think this is. This was our old puffer tank, and I'm not sure what's going back in here now. But we're uh, probably two thirds of the way through the renovation. We're going to start putting an epoxy coating on it, put the glass back in, put this metal frame back in let it sit for about a month and then fill it up with water but so even, we're constantly renovating tanks yeah even here. this little piece of information i mean i didn't know that the male seahorses carry the seahorse babies instead of the females yes, yes. they have a pouch on their stomach in which the female seahorse deposits up to two thousand eggs the male fertilizes and carries the eggs for nine to 45 days until birth when the baby seahorses emerge fully developed but very small. And this is interesting, working on upgrading the aquatic life support to help accelerate the restoration per process. People can support the Belle Isle Conservancy work by making a donation. So that's at uh, belleisleconservancy.org. Correct, correct. So our seahorses celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day. There you go. <laughs> You know, all these little tidbits of information, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. So, the Belle Isle Aquarium is unique from a lot of different standpoints. Obviously, like we first discussed, it's the oldest aquarium in North America. Um, we are the only aquarium that displays all species of the garfish on display. So we've got the long nose, tropical, short nose, alligator. Uh, Cuban gar is one that is the very rarest one that we have and nobody displays the Cuban gar. We've got uh, a couple on display out front and then we've got a couple in the back. So again the aquarium may be small and people think that it's not that much but we're amazing in what we do provide. Again first of all it's free uh, if you're uh, if you have a little kid that has a meltdown and you feel like, oh, I just paid $20, we got to stay, you can come back tomorrow. It's no big yeah. deal. It's free. Yeah. But again, the Bella Aquarium has the largest um, collection of air breathing fish, too. So you're like, wait a second, what's an air breathing fish? Well, we've got the African American or African lungfish, the South American lungfish, the electric eel, polypterus. So we've got the largest collection of air breathing fish. What does that mean, air breathing? That means they come up to the surface, grab a gulp of air, okay, and then go right, back yeah, down. Right. We'll walk. I'll walk down. Yeah. I'll show you some more and, of those. And where, where did your interest? Were you always interested in uh, marine I, life? Or? Nope. Nope. I'm. Uh, I was You're just more I interested came, in I, Detroit. And darn, this aquarium ought to be open for people. Well, this Emily Gale back in the '70s got me excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. No, I, I, uh, I, I've been coming to Belle Isle for my whole life. My uncle brought me down here. We canoed through the islands, um, and I've come here as a kid. And so when it was time to start bringing my kids through here, I did bring my kids through here. And we came down here probably two Saturdays a month, uh, uh, have a picnic. We'd go to Easter Market, grab a baguette, some cheese. This is before 2005. Before 2005. My kids now are 19. Cameron's 19, and Spencer's 21. So, But I would bring them down here all the time. And we would come down here and um, uh, a picnic on Belle Isle, fly kites, and then we would come to the conservatory, the aquarium, and the Dawson. And the thing is, Emily, the the people think that you know the Belle Isle Aquarium is it's not the destination. See, the Belle Isle is the destination. Once you get to Belle Isle, you partake in the conservatory, the aquarium, the Dawson Great Lakes Museum. Uh, the Scott Fountain, the Nature the beach, Center, the which beach. people don't realize. Exactly, you know. exactly. So, the, the the amazing part of Belle Isle is there's so much to do when you get here. Yeah, and of course, uh, uh, Frederick Olmsted, the designer of Belle Isle, who also did uh, Central Park and the the, yep. the one in and Seattle, and Palmer Park too. And Palmer Park. Yep. I've only recently gotten that into my 
my talk store. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's funny because people have minimized yeah. his involvement with Palmer Park. Um, Palmer Park is uh, obviously enjoying a huge resurgence. Uh, the people for Palmer Park is doing a great thing. In fact, they just I, had their day last week. I was there. I, was, yeah, I played okay. Tom Palmer. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, wow. My son, my son Spencer, he has an authentic World War I uh, outfit. And so him and Lori Ferret and I played the Palmers. So we stood on the front uh, step of the log cabin and welcomed people to our home. Welcome to our home. And it's funny. Well, it was a wonderful of, Well, a lot, of, a lot of people were like, I, well, first of all, I've got a top hat on and a white shirt and black pants. Lori's dressed up in her 1885 okay. outfit and, and Spencer's in his World War One outfit. And people say, you... You live here? I no, I don't live here. Tom Palmer lived here, <laughs> and that's what they're trying to do is educate exactly. people of the history. I know li- very little of that history, but I was watching on Facebook about the di- the special day yeah. and keeping track. And of it course, Henry Ford does the bike uh, thing every Thursday night mm-hmm. through Palmer Park. So yes. it's wonderful that you have that that mutual support system. With it was each a, other. it was a great turnout. Um, they had quite a few people down there, and again, people from Palmer Park were uh, selling T-shirts and just bringing awareness and trying to do whatever they can to raise some funds. And the city's working with them a yeah. lot too, so it's really nice that the city's um, helping these nonprofit organizations out to uh, to get them uh, over I the finish line. I know the Halverstons and the uh, uh, what's his name, Spencer Barefoot and mm-hmm. his wife, and so okay. many people that I've yeah, known oh, yeah. from way back when that I haven't reconnected with face-to-face yet, but I watch what they do and we're kind of trying to be supportive of each other. So that's very fun good. to hear yeah, that you're out there. Very exciting, very exciting. So back to the aquarium. So as people come streaming in I here. Know, I know. Getting a nice traffic. I, 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 do, I want to give you another really fun story. Okay. Um, so this one here, um, a couple years ago we had um, uh, placards on the walls that would, like poster board size, uh, projects that we wanted help with. And one of them was to restore the pendant lights on the ceiling when you walk in. So and the pendant lights would the be these ones would be that are hanging. Here, right, and they're all back behind you and then all okay. the way to the, to the back of the aquarium. Okay. So an, a, a donor came through and looked at that and said, I $30,000, I can do that. I'll do, I want to do that. So we got all excited, and what Chris Meister and I did was we took old postcards and old photographs and we had scaffolding set up in the aquarium. And remember the geometry that you thought you would never use in high school? Yeah. Well, guess what? I had to use it. No. <laughs> so we stood here with the photograph or a postcard and we stood in the exact same spot that the picture was taken. Now remember, Emily, the ceiling is 1904. Everything below the green glass tile has been renovated. That's 1954. But the ceiling is 1904. So when we look at the postcard, and we look at the up at the pendant lights. The tile that we're looking at in the 1904 postcard or the 1904 photograph is that tile. So what we did was we stood here where the photograph was taken. Chris was up there on a on a on a on a scaffolding, and then he looked. He measured the size of the tile from looking in my picture. I would say, okay, so the tile cover or the cone that touches the ceiling covers one and a quarter tiles. How big is that? Chris says, that's six inches. So we write that dimension down. Now then look how it drops down. If you're standing right here where the photograph is taken, you can see that it drops down to one and a half tiles going towards the front of the aquarium. So he would drop a line until it got to be that dimension. And I said, how far is that? He says, that's nine inches. So then we measured again to where the ball drops. And then I said, okay, it, it breaks right in the, where those two tiles split. Again, we're standing in the exact same spot that the photograph was taken. So he drops down, measures, that's another seven inches. So these lights here are exactly like 
the lights that were here in 1904. So if the guy that hung these lights in 1904 came through the aquarium, not that he's going to, and saw these lights, he would say, wow, they've still got the lights up. Wow. They are Bonnet Electric in uh, Lansing uh, recreated these for us, and they literally are exactly the same. And like so many things that just look like they just happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot They're... more that goes on behind the <laughs> and, scenes. And, and one more real quick thing on the lights, too. Uh, and when I, uh, 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 one of the uh, volunteers at the uh, boat club was at a uh, conference down in Ohio restoring things that aren't there was the conference, and it was a Frank Lloyd Wright conference. And the, the presenter is talking about how do you restore things that aren't there. He says by using old postcards or old photographs, just like the people at the Belle Isle Aquarium. And she did not expect to hear the Belle Isle Aquarium at that Frank Lloyd Wright talk down in Ohio. Isn't that but wonderful? they're not saying Vance Patrick and Chris Meister did it, but they're talking about how painstakingly accurate we're trying yeah. to be to get back to 1904. And tell me about the volunteer, the donor that said, I think I can handle do that, $30,000. Where was his um, heartfelt interest in, in well, being supportive? Well, a lot of the volunteers, that a lot of them don't want any recognition, but yeah. they, they come through here, and again, I mean, it's the, their family's been here. They, If they're a 65 or 70-year-old guy, their grandparents brought them here. We're talking yeah. way back. Right, and so right. their grandparents were brought by their grandparents. So, again, we opened August 18, 1904. We've had a lot of families and generations come through here over the and years. And that's what's so special about Legacy. I can't tell you how many adults come up to me and say, hey, when I was 11 years old, my mom took me down to your store every Saturday. Or, yeah. I mean, I, I probably meet more of that generation yeah. that were little kids. Yep. Yep. And now yep. they're bringing their, you know, introducing me to their kids. So it's a, it's a really important... Um, Circle. Oh gosh, of yes. Detroit love. Well, it is. It is, and it's it's um, um, it's amazing. And, you know, my kids have seen Detroit. I mean, they're again, they're young. I mean, nineteen and twenty-one, but they went to Eastern Market when it was raw, and they've come here, Belle Isle, when it was raw, up for and they're seeing and there, and now they're seeing the resurgence, and it's it's really exciting that something that I never expected to see in my lifetime. I just thought this is the way it is, yeah. and now to see what uh, Dan Gilbert's been doing downtown and all the new businesses opening up downtown. Um, unfortunately, there's no parking And anymore. I'd have to say, and the, yeah, that's true. It's difficult to find parking, but, but at, the same the time, for. at the same time, I see a lot of $10 lots, which I've been discovering. And, yeah. and being able to stay there all afternoon, or the other day, I, I gave my car to valet at the Aloft Hotel at the David Whitney Building. Oh, yeah. And they kept it there for like 16 hours. I was yeah. there from early in the morning yeah. till night and yeah. went and got some things out of my car for me. So, yeah. you know, we have to find other ways. Exactly. And riding our bikes to exactly. where we're going. Exactly. You know, that's a big one for exactly. sure. So there's, obviously there's a ton of stories here, Emily, and I want to do my best to share as many of them with you as possible. So if you notice, we've got the National Aquarium logo here on this uh, uh moray eel tank here okay so what this was was um a group of volunteers went to the national aquarium in washington dc about four years ago the, the the national aquarium was closing and we reached out to them and we said hey uh we're not aza accredited but so we don't we understand we can't take any fish or anything like that but is there anything else that you guys don't want kind of like a, a garage sale thing and so the director's like listen um Come back after we close, and let's see what we can do. So seven of us volunteers, Roger Penske gave us a truck. We drove down to Washington, D.C., and the 
we get into the aquarium and we're we're all excited to be garbage picking or salvaging yeah. something. We go in there with bagels and coffee, all excited. That was not the the attitude to be walking in there because we walked into a place where people were losing their jobs. There were people in there for their Cobra meetings. Okay, here's your exit packet. You know, you're leaving. Yeah. And and we instantly are, and I'm just shaking right now telling you the story. That our mood instantly changed. And we said to those people, we all we gave them a hug and we said, I know how you feel because we're the, we could, we're the only ones that could say that because we closed. And all of our employees had to go yeah. find something else to yeah. do. And all of our fish left. So... Once we got over that initial shock of realizing that we're, this is the death of an institution, and the the National Aquarium was uh, WP it was uh, was around since the I think it was the twenties or thirties. So anyway, um, we went there. Roger Penske gave us a truck. We filled the truck up with a whole bunch of stuff from the National Aquarium, and then this display here came from the National Aquarium. So there's a lot of displays at the Belmont Aquarium here that have the National aquarium logo on it and that's stuff that we salvaged that would have gone in the dumpster if it had not been for seven of us volunteers that went down there now when we standing on the loading dock after eight hours of tearing into their stuff we're standing on the loading dock with the director and i said to him i go what do we got here and we're looking in the back of the truck and he's like you got about eighty thousand dollars worth of stuff wow that would have gone in the dumpster yeah so Reduce, and, and reuse, recycle. Here, this, this tank is uh, sponsored through a generous donation by, and then it's available for a sponsor. So Emily Gale, so, I can see your yeah, name right there. Yeah, it would look good up there, wouldn't it? <laughs> and, I, and really nice uh, presentations here of pieces that people can read. So, I mean, it, it, this sign here, I mean, a young, a young child can read this sign. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not colorful. real wordy, yep, it's colorful, yep. it's simple. It's and the, the thing is, too, what you said, not too wordy. I mean, we've got a variety of different levels of, of, of uh, you could spend, you could spend, you know, 45 minutes here, blow yeah. through, or you could literally read every single piece of our uh, educational yeah. placards that are on the building. And I think it's one of those places that you walk through. See right there. This is, isn't that great? Yes. I love it. I see it's another generation of kids coming down. Our air-breathing fish here. So uh, Susie is our uh, African lungfish. Wow. So that's that's so one of the air breathers. Up? Yep, every half okay. hour or so they come up, grab a gulp of air, and then sit back down on the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I I would be the one to not read a lot. I would be the one to kind of kind of look. Right. You right. know, so look. you can do it any you can either do it way. You know, ways. This is another really neat area right across from Susie. So this tank, which it says the Great Lakes tank, was actually a pass through between the conservatory and the aquarium. So you used to be able to walk between the two buildings here. So the Belle Isle Conservancy did a, a strategic plan and a feasibility study to determine, can we put this back together? So we've got plans and specs, blueprints, to reconnect the conservatory and the aquarium. And this tank here will, um, unfortunately, disappear, the Maury Eel tank, to, a comp- to put it in an elevator. This tank is, there's extensive um, damage to the structure around that tank. Because it's been a saltwater tank for so many years, it's in dire need of repair. So putting an elevator here will be good because it won't change the view 
okay. from the front of the aquarium. So you won't go, you won't see an elevator sticking out, but you'll still be able to maintain the on the, the look that Albert Kahn envisioned. Yeah. But because it sort of will be tucked away in the corner. Now remember, Emily, the 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 it's kind of weird. We've got four floors here. You don't think of the Belle Isle Aquarium Conservatory as a four-story building, do you? Well, not at all. Exactly. So we've got. Uh, we've got this, we've got outside grade, which is the grade of the conservatory. Then we've got this floor here that we're standing on. If you go through this door, there's another floor about four feet above that. And then below us, there's the basement where I promise you I'd take you for the speakeasy too. That there was a speakeasy there? There's a speakeasy in the basement of the aquarium. Exactly. So it's a four story building, but it's not really four stories. So that's what the elevator would allow us to do, to be able to get materials up to this floor without having to dangerously carry up right. these narrow stairs right. here. And then, again, it's, it's all about the, returning it to the 1904 look okay. is what we're trying to do. Amazing. Yes. So stay you, tuned for you this one. You can see that there's oh, yeah. going to be a huge project. Exactly. exactly. <clears throat> so uh, this, this tank, this um, uh, ship side here... Again, came from the National Aquarium in Washington D.C. So this is showing, uh, and this is in, in conjunction with Wayne State. This is whole their area on invasive species. But this exhibit shows you how invasive species get into the Great Lakes, like the round gobies that are in this tank come in through the ballast water of ships. So that's why we've got this ship here. Okay. And again, it came from the National Aquarium in Washington D.C. So what are some of the invasive species in the Great Lakes? Well, well, obviously the, the, the round gobies, which we're displaying right here, uh-huh. but something as simple as people taking their pet goldfish and throwing it in the water. Wow. Not supposed to do that. So it, it just it, it tweaks the, the, the whole ecological system, and the invasive species is taking away from the native species. And so, do you find the young kids know about that? I mean, that's not something I would be really conscious of. Invas- but I, it, is there so much more education now? It, there is. And again, with us showing the invasive species to the little kids and, and explain to them, our educational team here will mention this to kids when they're doing tours and whatnot, that uh, don't throw uh, your goldfish in the lake after it gets too big for your tank. You need to take them to another place or find another collector that would house your fish because of the fact that even a goldfish is an invasive species. It's the Emily T. Gale Talk Story Show and Say Nice Things About Detroit Show. And we're talking with Vance Patrick at the Belle Isle Aquarium. Belle Isle is the a wonderful park right in, in downtown Detroit, uh, designed by Frederick Olmsted, who also did Central Park, Palmer Park in Detroit, yep. the park in Seattle. There's a number of other ones. But how big is Belle Isle, actually? 982 acres. And the thing is, Emily, you, it, it's, it's so... This was my playground when I lived in West Village. Every day we were over here. so crazy. You know, you've got the west end of the island, which is very... Uh, urban and it's you know bike paths and uh, picnicking and bathrooms and then you've got the east end of the island which actually has eagles minks fox uh, beavers uh, there's some coyote on the island there's some white-tailed deer on and all those trails are yep. the places yep. where you can really get lost yep. and don't see people and the canals are all being restored okay. and then the kayak there's a riverside kayak has a kayaking uh, over the casino. Or the driving range is open again? Yep. 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 Okay. So it's a lot of things to do once you get down to Belle Isle. Do you, any idea what the number count is when the park is full, like it was a, last month? And they. I know what the, the DNR is 3,000 cars 
on the island is the maximum parking spaces because they don't want people parking on the lawn or the yeah. grass and things like that. And 3,000 cars is where they, they get a little nervous and cut up. They never cut it down. They never shut it down for foot or bike traffic. So it's always open for foot and bike traffic. Cars, again, cars take yeah. up a lot more space. And what a, what a beautiful entrance to Belle Isle. The bridge going over the Detroit River. and There's a Puabic the tile for the bridge, too. There's a Puabic oh, tile for the okay. bridge, yeah, so you got to check that out, Yeah, Puabic tile has done so many wonderful oh, things, have. you know. they have. Great for everybody. This might be too loud with this thing. Yeah. The sturgeon tanks? So the we had a party back in December, urgent for sturgeon, and what it was was brought back our sturgeon tank. So these two uh, sturgeon right here that are on display are about two years old. They don't reproduce until they're about 15 years old, and they... Uh, can live to be a hundred years old, so we sh we should have these guys for quite some time. We also have a couple more in the basement that are off display, but um, a, a, a unique exhibit that a lot of people yeah. asked. Right, when are you bringing sturgeon back? Had you been to the aquarium before, or not did this, you? Not this one. I've been to aquariums throughout the world. Okay, <laughs> and and where are you from? The world. And uh, the world. You're from the world. Yeah. Okay. The fourth, fourth continent we've lived on. Uh huh. And I'm I, I born in England. Grew up in Central Africa, Australian citizen, sentenced to Michigan. Okay, and, <laughs> and first visit to this aquarium? Sorry? Your first visit to the yes. Belle Isle Aquarium. Yeah. Great. I've seen these uh, these fellas before uh, up at the Fish Town. Okay. Uh, you know, on the Leelanau Peninsula. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I, I saw one which was about six feet long coming in. Sturgeon get to be about six foot long. They are a massive fish. And they were almost... Well, they were, they were, they would get caught up in the gill nets for the whitefish fishing the Great Lakes. So the fishermen would just stack them like cordwood and burn them because it was a byproduct. They just wanted to get rid of them, and they didn't realize that they were getting rid of them by doing that. They take forever. Again, they don't reproduce until they're 15 years yeah. old, so it takes forever for them to be mature to populate. And they'd be white trout in Europe with uh, the beluga caviar and right. Yep. So yep. So very cool. Thanks for coming So down. much to learn. So yeah. it was opened up by, this whole back section of the aquarium was opened up by um, one of our uh, uh, big time donors, Randy and Tracy Fenton. Um, they've really helped out. They helped out with the skylight restoration. So these skylights that you see were boarded up. Right. I was going to ask you about those. Yep. They're wonderful. They've been, they've been boarded up. In fact, this, back, this one here that we're standing at, at the back of the aquarium, was literally cut off the roof. It was nothing up there. So, again, Grunwell Crescero, the general contractor, they literally had to build a skylight, cut a hole in the roof, and then reinstall the skylight from the outside. Now, the rondelle, the circle part that you can see from the inside of the aquarium was here, but there was no glass above it. So it was just a, a black, um, it was a plywood-covered piece of, you know, skylight. Yeah. So, again... The Fenton family has restored all these skylights from the aquarium. The two in the front, the one in the middle, and the one in the back. Uh, amazing job. And uh, we couldn't have done it without them. We're talking with Vance Patrick. And you said Chris Meister? Chris Meister was who we met the other night. Yeah, he's, at, the, uh, he's, at the Detroit Historical yep, Museum yep. when uh, Bob Burry was retiring after yep. 16 very he did an wonderful amazing job. years. He yeah. did an amazing job. He really changed the way the Detroit Historical Museum works. In fact, I don't know if I mentioned you, the Detroit Historical Museum was really helpful to us in the beginning because, again, when, we, when we've started opening up every once in a while, we would just kind of, like, let the doors open up or we would um, 
have special events or the shiver in the river like I talked to you about, we'd have five tanks of fish. So we had <clears throat> we opened up with five tanks of fish. Who wants to go to an aquarium with only five tanks of fish? It gets really boring. But what we did was we had the Detroit Historical Museum. They lent us uh, anchors or prohibition bottles or we had a whole bunch. So there was, you came to the Belmont Aquarium, you saw five tanks of fish, but you saw 20 tanks of either artwork done by local artists or you saw artifacts from the DI from the Detroit Historical Museum on loan to us. So again, Bob has been a really huge supporter of us. Even though, um, uh, you know, uh, he said uh, we he said to us after our opening party, he said, uh, you know, you guys, I'm I'm very proud of what you've done, but uh, I, you know, I've supported you all along. But um, every time I'd come to one of your events. I would say, you know, you, you go for it, guys. I support you. And then I would turn around and say, there's no way in hell they're going to get this place reopened. Is that and when right? we got it open, he told me that story. So, And I just mentioned to him the other night, he's like, I did say that, and I did say that, and I am very proud of what you guys have done. So, and they prob- people probably never thought that Bob and his wife, Marianne, and their team at, at the Georgia uh, Historical Museum, Tracy and Irwin. Tracy's and, amazing. And all of them could turn, Elise Johnson, yep, all of them. Yep. And they all have deep histories in Detroit, too. Yep, yep. And I think what's really, uh, you mentioned about the artifacts that they brought to support you. When Ford had their celebration the other day for the Michigan Central Station, uh, the presentation was absolutely phenomenal. The, the things that were projected on the, you know, this iconic Michigan Central Station and, and the, probably one of the largest projects Ford has ever Right. Doing or is I don't know. The rent center was a pretty big project. Well, that's true. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. That's in the past. I don't I think know, of no. that. This is their, their biggest restoration project. All the stuff they had projected, the historical photographs right. and everything. So really out there in the community, having the Detroit Historical Society support all these other organizations with the artifacts. The right. Well, again, they're uh, Bob and his team. The Dawson Great Lakes Museum and has never looked as good as it does. They yeah. change over. Um, there's, there's, you know, the Dawson Great Lakes Museum stat just as a museum, and they didn't do anything to it for decades. And same thing with the historical museum. And again, in the last 16 years, they've changed over the exhibits so many different times. Um, it's you can, you, you don't go just once and say you've seen it. You could go, you know, a couple times a year and still, and so there's something new all the time. Absolutely, and yet some of them stay there, like the Detroit 67 project. Yep. Will be there for three years because it's such a important oh it is very uh, much uh, a milestone i'm just looking you know i like the size of it because it's something that you feel like you have seen it all it's not like oh wow how long is it going to take us to go through this or sometimes you want to look at everything and then but you can look at everything here. right right and see uh this uh, little person here these, there's a couple little kids in front of us here and um they uh are have a short attention span and when my kids were little we went to the shed aquarium and they had aquariums in their bedrooms and when we got to shed aquarium they're like can we go now they did not we couldn't get just through the whole much. aquarium it's just too much yeah. where again like i told you before emily you come to bell isle you've got the bell isle aquarium you've got the conservatory next door you've got the nature center you've got the historic the dawson great lakes museum there's plenty of things to keep kids occupied because and entertained because of the fact you're changing it up so let's wrap it up here as far as our, our yeah. talking for the uh, Emily T. Gale Talk Story Show. Uh, Vance Patrick, open Thursday, Friday? Uh, open Friday, Saturday, Friday, and Sunday, Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
and uh, admission is free. Uh, so would love to see you guys. Also, you could rent the Belle Isle Aquarium for kids' birthday parties. So again, check with Danielle at the Belle Isle Conservancy. She can rent, hook you up for a party. And then private functions or private parties or weddings. We've had a lot of different things uh, hosted in the building. Tank sponsorship, like you said earlier, we'd love to have tank sponsorship. So if you're interested in sponsoring a tank or sponsoring a, a big capital campaign project, you know, like the $30,000. Yeah, what uh, are some lights. of your capital uh, campaign there's, projects there's, right there's now? A lot of, there's of course, a lot the of, elevator. And the, the elevator, you know? things like that. Uh, again, there's a lot of that, but there's a lot of things that aren't sexy anymore yeah. now because, you know, HV, heating and cooling, you can, it's 190 degrees in here right now. Uh, it would be really nice if we could air condition this building someday. Right. There's just a lot of things that you don't see that are behind the scenes. Although, I'm just looking as we're walking at these wonderful plaques that you put up in regards to the people who have donated. And I mean, it, it might not be sexy and everything, but just looking at that plaque, you know, here's well, again, to if, be one. You go ahead and read it. Well, that. again, if it wasn't for Randy and Tracy Fender, this back alcove of the aquarium would not be open. We had a, a, a canvas wall here. Uh, bifurcating the back of the aquarium because we knew there was nothing for people to look at back here so we just put a wall right here and then once they said well what's it going to take to reopen that so we threw a dollar figure at it and not only the dollar figure emily is not the cost of restoring these tanks it's the cost to restore these tanks and maintain which is like it's 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 it's, everything it's one thing to get it open now you got to keep it open exactly exactly so here's one over here i mean they're just so nicely done and and so again what a great thing to have up on the wall forever, you know. It is. For it a is. family to know that the family legacy has been preserved at the Belle Isle exactly. Aquarium in a very nice way. And that's uh, Sam and Lillian Fenton and Sydney and Ann Ackerman, Ida Feinstein, Edward Fenton, dedicated September 7th, 2014. I mean, restoration of the alcove, 110th yeah. anniversary, yeah. yeah. So you, it's the, they're off, the, the presentation is really nice. How you've done it. Thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Last thoughts to our listeners for now? Well, well what, 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 I do have a last thought, but it's at the end. I well, want to show you that. I'll, I'll just I'll go like this. This tank here is our sturgeon, or excuse me, it's not sturgeon, it's the uh, stingray tank, and there's uh, Dorado fish in there, and then we've also got a um, uh, silver arowana. So, anyway, uh, when we unveiled this tank, it was uh, one of our special parties that we had here at the aquarium, and we had two red Corvettes out front parked on the sidewalk and with lights shining on the Corvettes and people come into the aquarium to the VIP section everybody's dressed up we've got a black velvet curtain over our tank right here and uh, Jennifer Boardman and I said we'd just like to thank everybody for coming down here today this is amazing we're, what we're doing thank you for, if it wasn't for you we wouldn't be able to be here and then we pull the curtain down and it's the unveil our stingray tank and so everybody's like that's why Sting the Corvettes were out there. <laughs> Actually, I think as we've walked, this is my favorite tank right it's now. It's big. It's huge. The, and the lighting is wonderful. And once again, you have done a, a really nice sign here in memory of Barbara Henderson Miller and her service to the Belle Isle Aquarium. I don't know she why that one, makes me teary, but it she does. She was one of our uh, dogs. From her children, yep. Susan Robert. Yep. There, she, was, she worked here back in the 80s I think she what Susan told me and then uh, again her mom was here before the aquarium closed and um, it's just amazing to see again like we talked about before Emily families have a history at the Belle Isle Aquarium yeah. and my kids hopefully will bring their kids here and show them what yeah. we've done and you know Detroit I always have said that Detroit's a 
big enough city it makes a difference in the world and a small enough city an individual can make a difference exactly and you see it with you know your efforts chris's all your volunteers uh it, it, you can go on and on and on the, the, the Miller family donating so that they, this tank, this is a, I love this, this one. This, this is, tank has a lot of movement to it. So you've got the stingrays on the bottom, the Dorados in the middle, and then the uh, arowana swims all at the top. So it's, it's a three-level tank here. Very active tank. These Dorados were probably only six inches. We put them in, and now they're two foot long. Really? Yeah. Is this a Dorado yes, right here? Yeah. Wow. He's big. He is big. So your knowledge that you have of all this marine life is... Hands-on. <laughs> Hands-on and acquired over the last... Yeah, since 05. I mean, okay. again, I, I, I had aquariums as a kid, okay. but it I, I, I got involved to not have it closed. And that then the, once you've gotten involved... Okay. And then before we had before we had staff working here, you this was... You weren't even thinking fish this, at that oh, point. Oh, well, this was... When we, when we first opened, um, it was the only all-volunteer-run aquarium in the world. Wow. Nobody, who, who would do this? Why would the city give me a general contractor keys to the aquarium? Is that your background? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, we were the only all-volunteer aquarium in the country. So we had uh, Chris Meister, who you met, Tom Drummy, Jennifer Boardman, and I. We were the executive committee. And then we would probably 25 hours a week, the four of us would put into this. And, you know, Chris Meister and I were on the phone one day talking about running the aquarium. And he's like, Vance, you really think 25 hours a week? That's kind of a stretch, isn't it? I go, Chris, we're talking about it right now. We're talking about restoring this. We're talking about events. So if we're talking about it, that's part of running an aquarium, not just unlocking the doors every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, We've had an amazing group of volunteers. Now that it is a staff here that can be here um, seven days a week, it's just exploded with the opportunity to open up more tanks and potentially open up... um, uh, more days of the week. And, and look at the stream of people coming oh, yeah. through. Again, it yeah. is a it is crazy how many people uh, can come down here every weekend. And moving along pretty nicely. Okay. And this is this is a sturgeon exhibit because um, there's a lot of people hanging around a lot this of exhibit right this now. Out. It's a it's a great looking exhibit. And in fact, I didn't even know this was coming down here, and I was working on these tanks here. Um, doing the restoration on these tanks and I'm like where did this come from it was it was at the airport and then it went to the science center and then the science center asked us if we wanted it since it's a sturgeon and we've got the the big sturgeon tanks uh, on display this is an amazingly done professionally probably a ten thousand dollar exhibit again that was donated to us if you look at the bottom the columns look like dock piers the LED lights shining up on the thing. It is an amazing display. And again, look at all the people standing around it. It's a four-sided display, uh, and four sides are full with people looking at it and checking it out. Yeah, you know the whole uh, flow of, of the way you walk through here and the fact that you're seeing a whole nother wall of tanks, but you're so close to the person on the other side. That's so great. if families get se- it's not separated, but somebody wanders ahead, you can, you can see where everybody right. is. I mean, right. it's a really... Um, this wall down the middle is part of the 1954-55 renovation. There used to be just uh, radiators that would pop up out of the floor, and then you could walk float between the okay. radiators. This is part of the 54-55 renovation. But you think that it kind of cuts you off a little bit, and how would it be good to have a party in here? Well, we put 
we built custom built some tables that we set right down here on the on this oh, half great. wall. Yeah. So now if it's your party, you're accessing your buffet from both sides of the table it, okay. or, or having a corporate event down here. Um, this wall seems like it could be what we made lemons out of. No, yeah. not lemons out of lemonade. Lemonade. Lemonade out of lemons. Well, it works, though, because you you know that the flow is to go around to the end, to the back yep. alcove, back here. And yet, just like, you know, you see kids on one side, it's this, yeah. this uh, the, the traffic is amazing. So I want to do one more. This, sure. See this, this, this bench right here? It's this old beat-up zebra-painted bench. And uh, a lot of people are wondering why it's in here. Everything in here has a story. I so, figured. I noticed that bench, exactly. and I knew there was probably and, and a story I, and to I it. I know all the stories. Okay. <laughs> so this bench here, uh, before the DNR got here, um, we had a bunch of, we had probably about 10 volunteers and I, the, 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 the zoo that was been closed since 2004, before the aquarium closed, some of our volunteers had asked the, the, the island manager, hey, can we go in there and check it out? So we went in there. And we're looking around. It's just amazing how that place looks. In fact, Time Life, when they were doing their big series on Detroit, came through and we're, they were shooting in there. And uh, I was escorting them through. And um, they said, uh, uh, wow, this place is amazing. And I said, this is, this is unbelievable how beautiful this looks back here. And the guy from Time Life, he says, well, it's being managed by a different entity now. And I said, what, what, do you, what do you, I don't even know. No, nobody's running this. He said, oh, yeah, she is. Mother Nature is running oh, that. Wow. It's not a nature preserve where the where the somebody's managing this right. This is this is all like nature nature. So it's pretty amazing. So anyway, we saw this bench over there and one of my volunteers, she's like, Oh my gosh, look at this and she's like, We're like, Yeah, it's an old bench and she's like, No, you don't understand. I painted that bench when I was an intern from Michigan State back in the eighties. And we're like, shut up! And so, anyway, we leave there, and then when we uh, uh, come back here, the following weekend, a bunch of guys and I went over there, picked up the bench, brought it back over here, blindfolded Erin, set her down on the bench, and then everybody starts crying. Oh, my God, my bench. wonderful story. So that's why this bench is here, and that's why I look. We're not going to paint it. This is the way it's going to look. I don't think you should. I don't know what it was that caught my attention, but when you just told me that in 1980, she said she painted it, Maybe these were the benches that were all over Belle Isle Probably. or over oh, in these, that area. These are ancient. Yeah, but this it just it had a, a, a deja vu, and I couldn't connect where it was from. Yep, yep, yep. So very fun. Yeah. Again, everything's got a story. Look at all these kids here, right here, looking yep, at things. Yep. They kids love the Belle Isle Aquarium. Now, what is he touching there? Is that a? This is part of the electric eel tank, uh, and so when they push that button, you can see the lights shine, spotting okay. up there. So what that's doing is showing that the electrical impulse is in the water from the electric eel, and then this is uh, projecting the sound through oh, that really? uh, little okay. fish there. So he's using his uh, uh, the electric eel is using his location device to find food which the, we just missed the electric eel feeding. But that's why how you can see the stun power on the side here going up and down. That's the electrical impulses that the electric eel is putting out. This is amazing how many people it's are in crazy. here. <laughs> I'm glad you came early because this, this is the way it gets later All on in the day. All day long. It's yes. fantastic. Very encouraging. Wow. And the beauty of it is most of these people didn't just come to the aquarium. They're going to spend the day at Belle Isle. They're probably going to have picnics, maybe family reunions, 
with family members from all over the country or like the gentleman we talked to earlier, a world traveler. And it's, uh, it's, that's the legacy of Belle Isle. And you've brought it, one piece of it back exactly. in such a, a exactly. magnificent way. Exactly. A lot of our tanks are done, the tankscaping that we have in our tanks are all done by our volunteers. Uh, it's amazing. We've got people that are carpenters, electricians, teachers, uh, bookkeepers. They don't know anything about tankscaping. What they did was they went down in the basement and started making the stuff and putting it in the tanks, and they have become, you know, expert tankscaping people. What draws the volunteers to be, want to be here as opposed to maybe... Uh, the conservancy or other parts of the, that's a really, the island. You that's know? a really I'm, good question. I think it's probably they have a history a or there's a of memory coming of coming here. And okay. I know a lot of us, or maybe they're just a pure fish person and they just wanted like the fish. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, Emily. Once you get involved with this, our volunteer organization is such a very close-knit family. I mean, we do social things outside of the Conservancy. Okay. The Conservancy rewards the volunteers that have put in 50 hours or more. Well, this would be the Aquarium Conservancy, or well, the, the Belle Isle the Conservancy, Belle Isle, which the, is the umbrella? Right, the Belle Isle Conservancy. Is that is, Michelle Hodges? Yes, it okay. is. Runs the uh, Belle Isle Aquarium. And so we, we the Belle Isle Conservancy, when, again, when I promised Mayor Bing that we would keep it free and open to the public, that's a pretty big promise because it costs $500,000 a year to keep this open. Wow. So the Belle Isle Conservancy is really stepping up, and they, they're, they're footing the bill. So, so just going back, because my history would be in the 70s and 80s, right. and uh, the Friends of Belle Isle became the Belle Isle Conservancy. The Friends of the Belle Isle Conservancy is a merger of four organizations. Oh. So the Belle Isle Conservancy is, is, the, is comprised of Friends of Belle Isle, the Belle Isle Botanical Society, which is the group okay. that maintained the conservatory next door, volunteer group. Uh, the Belle Isle Women's Committee, which Sarah Early did the uh, bathroom at the Sunset Point down there. That was okay. their big project, as well as the roof on the stables over here. And the, the Friends of Belle Isle Aquarium, which I was the president of, we all merged to create the Belle Isle Conservancy. So it was easier for us as a group to merge and put our hand out to the nonprofit oh, sure. funding companies instead of just four little hands out. And it's when, all about Belle Isle. When we merged, we had a, mer a professional merger team uh, merge the four groups, and um, the merger team said, first of all, I just want you to know that this is impossible. It's never happened. Two teams can merge. Three is virtually impossible. Four, it's never been done. So when all four of us, it was not easy, trust me. There was a lot of nights till midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, all of our volunteers, they were all volunteers still going to this merger meeting until midnight. Um, but the reason why we merged, or the reason why it was a successful merge, is because we're all here for the same purpose. We're all here for the island. So, yes, I'm focused on the Belle Isle Aquarium. Jan Ellison was focused on the uh, Belle Isle Bo uh, Botanical Society. She was the president. And then uh, J uh, Roberta Henrion was president of uh, Friends of Belle Isle. So, again, and Sarah Early was president of Belle Isle Women's Committee. But we all had the same common interest. It was all about Belle yeah. Isle. So the legacy of when we did it, park, yeah. it here we are. So. And once again, uh, the Belle Isle Park, uh, designed by Frederick Olmsted, who did Central Park. I think that's one to compare it with because oh, yeah. it, it, that you know the whole idea of putting a park in a city, and yep. and where people can come three thousand cars a day. So this is another one that I wanted you to see. 
So you should read this because okay. I can't read it. it I, get all, I get all crazy. Okay. Well, first of all, they're beautiful plaques. I want to tribute to the people that they're giving tribute to. To give real service, you must add something which cannot be bought or measured with money. And that is sincerity, sincerity and integrity. Douglas Adams. In honor of a dedicated group of volunteers led by Vance Patrick, who we're speaking with here today, and Jennifer Boardman, who reopened the Belle Isle Aquarium on September 15, 2012. Let's read that again. To give real service, makes me teary too, you must add something which cannot be bought or measured with money, and that is sincerity and integrity. Wow, what a nice tribute. And what a beautiful aquarium. The, the residents of Detroit and the visitors from all over the world, they come to Detroit. How special that must feel for you and your family. It is. And uh, for, for, for me to be standing here with you with a, uh, an icon in the city and to read this is uh, very moving for me today. Well, Thank you, know, you for coming I, down. Oh, I love it. I, I've been following it. It's been happening. And when you came up to me at the retirement party for Bob Burry at the Detroit Historic Museum, that everybody was there who, who's done wonderful things, you know. And when you said, you want to go on a tour, I was like, I'm not going to pass up that opportunity. Because <laughs> I love seeing, I love following when people are working on things, you know. The story is much better if you've kind of been a little part of the story as it goes along. So when I come next time and see yeah. what you've done, yeah. it'll all mean that much more, you know. Thank work you. on the elevator, work on the concourse and door to the conservancy, whatever, maybe years away. But I know the backstory. It's happening faster. I mean, it's steamrolling. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll probably have all of our tanks open and restored within the next year. Well, when you think about, you know, originally coming in and trying to clean it exponentially, what has happened as you put well, all this time into it, now people picking up on it and supporting it. And well, we had five tanks, then we had seven, 10, 14, 20, you know, it's just, it's, there's, we're opening tanks up all the time. And again, you see the two tanks, there's four tanks that are currently under renovation. Two of them needed extensive renovation. So they're taking a little longer to come back online. But again, um, probably within a year, there won't be any empty tanks left in the aquarium. And to our listeners, you cannot believe the stream of people that are coming in here. It's just amazing. It is. And it's, you know what else? It's, I think the size of it also creates an energy. It's not so big that people get lost in it, but it's a pretty good size. I oh, mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely... Again, Emily, it's it's not the only thing that you're coming to Belle Isle for. You come to Belle Isle to take in all the activities. Some of them will be at the this. beach this oh, afternoon. Yeah, yeah, Some of them exactly. will be picnicking at the family reunion. Exactly. Last thoughts to our listeners? Uh, just again, come on down. We'd love to show you around. Uh, open Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Free. Love to take donations. There's a donation bin right when you walk in. People are constantly stuffing dollar bills in there, and that's how we keep it open and free to the public. Or go on to Belle Isle Conservancy's Facebook page or our website, and you can click on donation tabs. And we'd uh, love to have you for a party if you want to rent the aquarium as well. And share that website with somebody. Talk to other people about it. Say nice things about Detroit. It's about sharing the stories and the experiences we have, as I'll share this today. And and, uh, you know, on the BelleIsleConservancy.org page is also volunteer opportunities for several organizations. Correct. Within correct. the Conservancy. Correct, correct. 
So thank you again okay. for coming down. Uh, thank you for the invitation. I Absolutely. appreciate it. And I'll take another one of those hugs I got the other night. <laughs> You're so great. That's Vance Patrick and Chris Meister is uh, who I met with you the yep. other night. Yep. Yep. And Chris's role with you. He's one of the volunteers here at the organ at the conservancy, and again, like I said, he's the one that washed the ceiling front to back. Oh, that's the yeah, same yeah, person. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. glad you so did that you know. verified. Wow. <laughs> and he did the pendant. You know, he he and I measured the pendant lights. And wow. He took that project on, went with Bonnet Electric, and went up there and worked with them to create these oh, lights. I'm so, so glad now that I have yeah. that connection. That's very special. Exactly. Well, on that note, we'll both say uh, say nice things about Detroit and come to the Belle Isle Conservancy. Thank you, Emily. Thank you.